Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. And now here's your host of this podcast, me, Shane Lakita. Okay, guys, so here we are, another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. I'm using some new software today, so it's a little bit different than what you're normally used to. I don't know if you're going to hear a difference on your end, but I was kind of forced to do so because I have some things that I had to do with the computer, (laughs) with Mac and Apple and the software that I was using. So I'm using some different types of software here to be able to record this episode, and I'm hoping that it comes across really well for you guys. You guys can still hear me, and we're good to go. So it's been a little bit since my last podcast because of some of the technical issues that I was having, but I just wanted to reach back out to you guys and talk to you a little bit about some of the blogs that I put out, some of the things that I've been talking about, and my own personal journey of where I've been at over the last maybe week and a half to two weeks when it comes to health-related stuff, weight loss, eating right, and those kind of things. So let me share a couple things. So about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I know before that, before that time frame, I had been doing a low-carb kind of keto-ish type of diet, and I had lost some weight. I would lost some pounds to be able to eat things that were low in carbs and high in proteins, high in fats. And so I changed things around a little bit. I know in the past I've done Weight Watchers and some other things that I'd done. And I'd been on a keto type of diet for a period of time since my father had passed. So I wanted to lose some weight. I know I'd put on some weight. I'd made a promise to my dad before he had passed, you know, quietly between him and I had had a conversation and I said to him, I said, you know what, my health is going to be one of my number one priorities because I definitely don't want to get to a place where my health is going to be something that restricts me and leads me to failure or leads me to the path of being ill later on in life for my family, for for myself, for everybody. So I kind of made a promise to him and that's the, the first step that I took was to go down the road of being able to continue to move forward and um, I, I wanted to make sure that we were good to go, uh, you know, overall in general. So I had started a keto diet, started low carbon and it was, you know, okay, it was good. But what I found was that it wasn't, it wasn't something that was sustainable for me. I knew at the end of the day, I couldn't go down the road of being on this keto-type meat-laden diet that was there, or not just meat-laden diet, but high proteins, high fats all the time, when it took away a lot of the things that I do love to eat in life. I love to eat bread, and I love to eat pasta, and those kind of things. So I wanted something that was going to be able to incorporate that. So I'd done it for a little bit, lost some weight, but then recently, uh, as many of you know, most of my weight that was lost of the 100 pounds that I had one time lost was through Weight Watchers. And it was through the programs that they had used, the structure that they had built, the accountability that they had built, all the different things that they had tried to really incorporate that worked well with me. I need accountability. I need restrictions. I need some things that I need to be able to do to continue to move forward. I'm not the type of person that needs a freelance diet. I'm not the type of person that's told you can eat all of these types of things and you're free to go and you're good to go. I, I just can't do that. That's not how I'm wired. That's that's not my personality and that's not where I'm at. That's not how I gained all the weight that I did and at one time was almost 370 pounds. So here I was, Weight Watchers made some changes. They made some changes to their plan. They made some changes to the things. And what they did was they gave options. They gave options to three different types of things that you can choose from. So 
the one that I was leaning in on and kind of looking at to be able to say, what do I want to do here? What, how, what direction do I want to move in to be able to utilize the program itself and be able to be successful like I once was, something that worked for me. So I was able to lean in. They brought back one of their other plans or a, a similar plan to what it was. And you had different colors you could choose from, and I chose green. And I chose the structure of tracking pretty much everything that I put into my pie hole and making sure that I stay within a certain amount of point values and then also incorporate exercise with that. And then on top of that, all of it, there are certain ones that they promote to eat, such as fruits and vegetables. So I like this program, and I feel like I've been in control. I started to hop onto it, but you know what's funny is is that as soon as I got off of the low-carbon diet and went into this type of plan for myself, I put on weight, and mentally, it smacked me in the face. I, I, I knew it was coming. I told myself, you know what? I know that it's going to be happening, and I'm going to gain some weight because I haven't eaten carbs in a long time, and now all of a sudden, I want to eat carbs. And if I incorporate carbs into my diet, I know that I'm going to gain weight. I know that the scale is going to go up. But even still, with my mental capacity and the way that we're wired and the defeatist mentality that we have sometimes, I hopped on the scale after the first week of doing it, and I went, wow, I gained weight. I cannot believe it. Now, my old mentality would have been, all right, screw this, man. I'm all out. I just can't do it. I'm always going to be a fat guy. But instead... I said, you know what? I made some really good choices this week. I made some good plan choices. I made some good eating choices and those kind of things. So I'm proud of the, the fact that I'm there, even if I gained. Because everybody else that popped on the plans or everybody else that went down the road was losing four pounds, five pounds, all this different great successes. So it's easy to get in this mentality of, well, what am I doing here? Like, I, I, like you know, it's easy to get in that negative space that we get into so quickly when we look at ourselves in the mirror. So that's where I was at. And so after the first week, I was there. So this week, I've been staying the course. I've been making choices. I've been doing really well. I've been incorporating exercise. As many of you know, I've been doing the Movember challenge of 60 miles within the month. And I'm trying to get about two to three miles a day of some sort of exercise, whether it's walking, whether it's jogging, whether it's incorporating some sort of exercise and movement towards that goal of 60 to represent the 60 men that commit suicide per hour in the world, which is an astonishing stat, to be honest with you. But so that's where I'm at, and I feel good about it, and I feel great. But one of the things that I thought about was is that during that in beginning time frame, when I was sitting there and I was looking at the fact that I gained weight, and I knew that internally in my mind, things started to get crazy for me. And the noises started kicking in, and the conversation started kicking in in my head. And I started to tell myself, "I'm, I'm a failure. I'm defeated. I'm not really. It's not working out for me right now. All those things, which is a shame, right? I mean, really, we shouldn't be beating ourselves up and and having these moments of just really difficulties based on the fact that we feel a certain way or we look at ourselves a certain way. But that's how we're wired, and that's where I was at. So I posted a blog entry. And in the on the picture or the visual that I put for the blog entry on Instagram and Facebook and other social media platforms, the title of it was Finding Calm in the Time of Chaos. Okay, so let's think about that. 
What happens when chaos happens? What do we usually do when chaos happens? Some people resort to food. Some people resort to having some drinks. <laughs> you know, other people go different directions to be able to make sure that they want to be able to cope with the skills that they need to be able to deal with the chaos that's happening. What else happens when chaos happens? We get stressed. We feel down in the dumps. We feel like we're out of control. We feel like there's no sense of normalcy. We feel like our world's crumbling. All these different feelings that we have when chaos happens is something that we deal with every single time. And so I wrote about some of my journey and things that have worked in the past for me about making sure that you set yourself up for success when times of chaos happens. So it could be a mental chaos. It could be your family chaos. It could be life in general being chaotic and going crazy. But it's just a way to be able to set yourself up for success in the future whenever chaos does happen. So here's the five things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to finding calm in time of chaos. Because that's the key. If you could find some peace during the times when it's just getting crazy, you'll be more apt to being able to handle it, be more apt to being able to learn from it. You'll even be more apt to be able to teach others on how to be able to successfully navigate the crud and the noise and the chaos, okay? So this is kind of where we're at with it. I listed five things. The first thing that I put on there was take a breather. You got to take a break sometimes, step away from the situation and change your scenery for just a moment if you have to. If, if, if the S is hitting the fan and you're going crazy and life is just throwing all kinds of curveballs at you, stop for just a moment and step away and remove yourself from the situation. Look at it from a bird's eye view. Step outside of it to say, how would anybody else handle the situation? Or I need to step away because my emotions are kicking in and I'm not really feeling up to par when it comes to actually being able to handle the situation. Or I feel like I'm overwhelmed. I feel like I'm underwater. I need to come up for air. Something needs to happen. I need to break the monotony of what direction this is moving in. So stepping back for a moment, taking a breather, closing your eyes, just relaxing for just a moment and getting out of the muck and the mire of whatever it is that you're going through is so important in this journey. You need a break sometimes. you got to step back and be able to take a look at the big picture, take a look at some solutions that might be able to come up for you to be able to fix whatever problems that are happening or whatever it is. It's really important to take that time to invest in yourself and just take that breather. Take a break. Okay, so this is something that is important for us to be able to put into place and be able to move forward when you think about future chaos that's going to happen in your life, because it will happen. We're all going to have chaotic situations, right? Okay, so number two, visualize the outcome of the situation. Sometimes something as simple as stepping back and redirecting the outcome to match what is happening, happening rather than stay in the course, visualize what success will look like. A lot of times what happens is if we're in the middle of something, if we're in the middle of a project or we're in the middle of a health plan, we're in the middle of a diet or whatever, we just stay the course because we just we feel that that's what we have to do. We don't visualize what actual success might look like. We just hopefully get there. A lot of times that's what we do as human beings. So if you visualize what success needs to look like, maybe you need to whittle down what success is. Maybe you need to break it down into bite-sized chunks and smaller goals and things that you can achieve and accomplish and do. That's 
something we should work on. Because if you can visualize what success looks like and then right-size that to actually what you're doing, that's so important to be able to continue to move forward. We have to visualize small incremental successes that we want to be able to get to instead of the overwhelming, huge, grand thing that we've got to be able to try to go towards or beat or, or, or gain or, or whatever. This is something that's super important because if you're not visualizing the outcome of what it needs to look like when it's successful, then you're really never going to know what success looks like or feels like because you're always going to be striving for something that's just unattainable or not achievable. This is important. This is something we've got to look at, okay? Number three, have faith that everything's going to be all right. I know one of my previous podcasts, we talked a lot about Bob Marley's song or Kendrick Lamar's song. Everything is going to be all right. You can sing it in your head. You can go along with it. Everything's going to be all right or whatever. You can do it to be able to get yourself in the right place. But this is one of the hardest things to do overall is to be able to have faith in something that you know as you're working at it and you're diving into it and you're dealing with bumps in the road and hurdles and things that are going to get in your way for your success, for you to continue to be successful, you've got to have faith in the fact that whatever it is that you're working on is for the good of the cause and you've got to keep working on it, right? It's a really tough thing because faith is a hard thing for people to grasp, if you're a data-driven person like myself, like I posted in the in the blog, if you're somebody that's a numbers-oriented or just kind of analytical, it's 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 hard for you to be able to get down this road of faith and 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 leaning in on something that is not necessarily attainable in your mind because you don't have data to drive it. Having faith in something of based on a behavior that you're putting in place is a really difficult thing, but that's okay. Because that's part of the journey. Part of the journey is have faith in yourself, number one. Number two, have faith in whatever it is that you're trying to incorporate because you know it's only for the good of what you're trying to work on. It's only for the good of you. It's for your health. It's for your journey. It's for all of that stuff, right? I mean, it's really, really, really important to be able to go down the road of making sure that you have faith in yourself. That's the number one thing. Keep on driving and know that the outcome will be good. It will be something beneficial for yourself, but it's hard to get your head wrapped around it, but you've got to visualize it and keep pushing forward. Number four, focus on the task at hand. Keep it simple. Don't get too far in the weeds. Focus on smaller tasks, smaller parts of the journey. If you've got a huge project that you're trying to be able to get to, like I said before, it's a mountain. It looks huge. It's ginormous. It's it's monumental of what you're trying to be able to accomplish. So focus on the task at hand, knowing that it's going to chip away at that large, huge mountain. You've got to focus on making sure that you can achieve the goals that you're trying to be able to achieve and not set yourself up for failure moving down, if that makes sense. You know, place a focus, stop being the helicopter person with eight different arms and eight different directions is one of the things that I had shared on the blog entry. Helicopter moms, helicopter dads, they're great, they're awesome. But what happens is they they, re, they call them helicopters because of that reason. There's so many different things going on. And if you've got your finger in 7,000 different pots, when do you ever feel like you accomplished anything? 
at the end of the day, you're going to feel like, oh, yeah, no, I, I got a lot done. Did I really? No, I just I just basically put Band-Aids on things or I was able to m- move and motivate or or try to be able to get things done, which is okay. That I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a good thing that you're, you're trying to accomplish goals. But start actually accomplishing your goals. Start actually putting things in place for you to be successful one step at a time, one small task at a time. Stay focused on your tasks to chip away at the major one. That's another big change to make because we always just want to take on everything. Life deals us a bunch of stuff. I need to be able to handle it all. Well, sometimes use your resources. Use folks around you to handle some of the other pertinent situations and continue to stay focused on some of the tasks at hand that you've got to prioritize those tasks and attack them and get in front of them. Okay. And number five thing that I posted on there is keep a journal or a notebook of your learnings. Here is the one that I got a lot of feedback on from different people. You're either a journal person or you're not, right? You're, you either write your thoughts down or you don't. And something that I always recommend on this podcast is we journal. We take notes on things that we're learning. We take notes on things that we didn't learn. Take notes on our feelings. Take notes on all those things. Now, somebody had shared with me, one of the hard things to do is to talk about my feelings. It's more of, I just want to continue to push forward. I don't want to talk about the feelings. But those things are really important. And the feelings don't mean, oh, you know, I was abused as a child, or which are very important things to talk about if you need to with somebody to get help. But for me, the feelings that I'm talking about is, How did I feel today after I was trying to be able to accomplish the things that I was trying to accomplish? How did I get through some of the tougher times when it was thrown at me or smacked in my face? How did I feel when I wanted to eat that Boston cream pie or eat a slice of it, but know that I was already at the level of the fat content for the day that I was tracking or the calories or the points or whatever else? How was I feeling at that moment in time? And jotting down those feelings is so very important. If you keep a journal, you can always tap back into that journal or that entry or whatever you're doing just to be able to say, oh, yeah, I remember how I felt during that time. I remember how I felt when I was trying to accomplish certain things. I remember how I felt when I was struggling and something else was thrown at me or I had food pushers right in my face, especially in the holiday time frame. Taking note of how you're feeling and what you're doing to set yourself up for success will only help you in the future. It's all it's going to do. Because what you're doing is, is you are looking big picture, you're stepping outside of your body and you're going, okay, so how did I, how was I successful or what caused me to fail? And if you can do that, you're only setting yourself up for success in the future. Think about it. Sports teams, what do we do? We practice. You practice over and over and over. You go through scenarios. You look at things that have worked. You look at your strengths. You look at your weaknesses. You continue to push forward. You try to become the best version of yourself. You only do it through looking at what your weaknesses are and then look at what your strengths are and be able to leverage those strengths to be able to overcome those weaknesses to keep pushing forward. If you're not doing that in your journey every single day, then what are you doing? Are you just spinning the wheel? Are you just a hamster in a wheel and just spinning and spinning and spinning and continue to do the same thing that you've always done? Because if you don't change it up and you don't keep moving forward, you're not going to really see a lot of the momentum and movement shift that you're really looking for. 
You've got to keep it fresh and keep moving forward. Your body needs it, you need it, and your family needs it all around you because you are worth the investment for you to do so. So keep a notebook, keep a journal. As you guys all know, I do coffee talk, which really helps me. It helps me put me in a place where my mindset's right and I can really think about things the right way and and all that stuff. It's really important for me to do so because I have to. I got to make sure that at the end of the day, I can feel good about putting my head on the pillow knowing that I work my tail off and I did everything that I need to, right? Do you feel that way? I mean, when you lay down to put your head on the pillow, are you asking yourself, I'm really proud of what I did today or am I proud of what I did today or am I? do I feel accomplished today? And if not, that's okay. That's okay because tomorrow's a new day. You can hit the restart button and do something new tomorrow to be able to continue to push towards your goals. But you need to reflect on where you're at because if you didn't hit your goals, then what stopped you from hitting it? What got in your way? What is it specifically that you are trying to accomplish and what stopped you from getting there? Was it people that surround you? Were there folks that are in your life that are holding you back? Was it the job that you work and it just caused you not to be successful? What is it that's getting in your way of your success and that's something else you have to work on? Because if it's getting in your way, how important is in your life? You have to think to yourself, if I have people in my life, if I have folks that are part of my family, my friend groups, my circle of trust, all those things, if I'm, if, if I'm a member of a community or whatever, and those members are not being supportive towards the things that I'm trying to accomplish, whether it's health-related, professional-related, all these different things, if you're not surrounding yourself with those types of people, then those types of people don't need to be around you. They just don't. Now, I'm not saying to, like I've said before in this podcast, I'm not saying cut yourself off and rid yourself of family or those kind of things. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, is that you need to surround yourself with more people that are like-minded, that are going to support you and lift you up in the times that you need it. That's really where the rubber meets the road. That's where the magic happens. You have to be ready to do that at any given time. And then you can lean in on those folks, create a community, create a small group of people that you know you can reach out to that get you, that understand you, that get all the different things that you are going through. If you're a person that's trying to become a runner, do you want to surround yourself with people that don't run and don't walk? Well, probably not because you know what they're going to do? I don't do that. Oh, come on. Why would you do something like that? My knees are bad. Your knees will get bad too. Running so bad for you, all that stuff. But you want to become a runner. So don't surround yourself with those kind of people or don't talk to them about it. Go to people that matter in that space, that get you, that understand the concept of how do I go down the road of being the best version of myself and continue to be the runner that I'd like to be? What do I go through every day? What are my struggles? What are my strengths? How can I celebrate? How can I give high fives? How can we lift each other up? I need those type of people in my life. Find them. Go get them. There's a lot of different groups that are out there on Facebook, a lot of different chat functions, all kinds of different places to go to. I mean, they're everywhere. So you got to find them. You got to go get them. You got to look for them. You got to be able to incorporate them into your life, incorporate them into your situation, incorporate them everywhere of what you're looking for. Okay. All right, guys. So that's the podcast for this week. I'm hoping that it helps you. I know it really helped me. It's therapeutic for me to be able to get on here with you, to be able to have the conversations, to discuss things that matter to me and 
and just have an ability to be able to just relate to one another and know that we have somebody in our corner as we are navigating this journey together and doing all the things that we need to do. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great week this week. I'll try to get another podcast out on Wednesday right before uh, before Thanksgiving and Black Friday. But we'll see how it goes, and we'll see where I'm at with it. But I just wanted to say happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays to everybody as we're heading into it. Don't make too many bad decisions, but also make good decisions that are going to be based on what you need and what you like and what you love. Spend time with family. Appreciate all the things that are going on around you and just know that every day that you're living and breathing, every day that you're putting one foot in front of the other is a really good day, right? It's a good day and we're all in this whole thing together. So we'll talk soon. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973 podcast. You can also find us on all other social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook just by looking up Liquid Shano 1973. If you get a chance, hop on over to iTunes, scroll all the way to the bottom, and leave some feedback about our podcast because we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.